Rashi tells us when Yitzchak Avinu brought Rivka into his home, Mary. So there was a Nerdolik and Brocha Matsuya Be'isa and Onan Kosher Al Ha'oyel, things that had ceased with the Ptir of Sari Imenu. And it came back when Rivka came into the home. Maral tells us right over there in Goraye that these three things are the mitzvahs that pertain to the Noshim. Nerdolik is the mitzvah of Hadlokas Haner, Arab Shabbos. The Brocha Matsuya Be'isa is the mitzvah of Hafrashas Chalo. And the Onun Kosher Al Ha'oyel is the mitzvah of Taras HaMishpacha. Says the Maral, is the Onun Kosher is the Onun Hanani HaKovoy that represents Hashros Hashchino. And when there's meticulous keeping of these halachas, there's Hashros Hashchino. And as we know, Ishvisha, Sholom Shuri Beinayim, Shchina Shuri Beinayim, it's all Toli Zebazer. The more meticulous the halachas are kept, the more Sholom Beinayim, the more Hashros Hashchino. It brings Gewaldik Abroch into a home, and it's halachas that need refreshing. Sometimes we forget, sometimes we didn't learn it so clearly the first time around. And sometimes, as in many things, it just needs a chizik. It's a covet for us that Rav Chaim Weg came to learn over certain halachas with us. He's proficient in these halachas. And Mirz Hashem, uh, in two weeks, there's going to be a second class, not a repeat, it's going to be a second class. And then anyone who wishes for the future can be in touch about that. I have to leave and go back to the Masif. That's, my leaving is not an indication of what I feel about this year. And Hatzlacha uh, Rabbi, I appreciate that everyone came. Bishos, the Rav Shlita, and all the Chosh Vachevra who gathered. I feel it's a tremendous Kiddush Hem Shemayim to gather together to to Chazah, the Halachas of Hilsus Nida. And I just wanted to say to Nakudas, first of all, we have Baruch Hashem, a large gathering here. But these weeks are meyuchad, you know, it's not uh, 50 people being nice, it's a mitzvah, but it's probably 5,000 or 50,000 throughout Chal Yisrael in these weeks. Everyone gathers together to Chazdi's Halachas and the Edison to Gavaldika Gavaldika Kiddushem Shemayim. One search from Vatasio, he said, He said, He asked the average person, What's Bechira? So I'll tell you that Bechira is you can do what you want. A person can do what he wants. So Vatasio, it's a big mistake. Bechira means you can do what you don't want. Animals do what they want. The human being has the ability to do what he doesn't want. The Kotzka used to say, the difference between a man and a beast is ayin, is the ability to say no. I don't know if the idol knows, but Mulligan in the Amazon, they used to eat monkeys. Now, the problem with eating monkeys, besides the fact that they're not kosher, is how do you catch a monkey? How do you catch a monkey? Because the hunters come and the monkey just scampers up the tree and runs away. How do you catch a monkey? So, the way you used to catch monkeys is like this. 
the hunter would take a coconut, coconuts are hollow, kiyadua, and he would make a hole in the, in the coconut, take out the milk, put candy into the coconut. They would attach it to a tree. And they would train the monkeys to come every day to take the nash out of the coconuts until they were proficient in taking nash out of the coconuts. After they got to this point that the monkeys were fully trained that there was nash in the coconuts, they would take another coconut and they would also drill a hole in the coconuts. And um, the size of that hole was smaller than the first hole. And the monkey was only able to get his hand in when it was empty, but now when it was full, when he grabs the nash, he wasn't able to get his hand out. And they would put the nash in, and the monkeys would come, and they would grab the nash. The problem is that once they had the nash in their hands, right, once they had the nash in their hands, they couldn't pull their hands out of the coconut. And the hunters would come with their big nets, and the monkeys would give out these blood-curling shrieks. They knew it was all over them. They are about to become monkey soup. But from Desvegan, they wouldn't let go. So the cash is, nourish a monkey. You know that you're about to become monkey soup. So let go of the match and go up the tree. You're, high, you're faster than the hunter. The terror at six is a monkey is a monkey. A monkey doesn't know how to say no. A monkey doesn't know how to do what he doesn't want. That's the aside of a monkey. The human being has the ability to say no. And parenthetically, it's the Yidin who know how to say no. The guy around us, I'm not sure they, had, they do know how to say no. Pashas, they don't know how to say no. But I'll call upon him, we come to Chaz Hilchas Nida, which the Pshad is that it's Mavish the Kedusha of Yisrael, and it's practiced Bitsina. The only body who knows is a person with his rabbits in. That's the whole Zach. It's Mavish a Kiddush Hem Shemayim, a Gavaldik a Kiddush Hem Shemayim, Yisrael's ability to say no, Klai Yisrael's ability to rise above the, the lures of this world and the privacy of their own home, it's a gavalga gavalga kiddush em shemayim. But on the other hand, as Rabbi Kohn was pointing out, since Hilchus Nidas practice betzina, very often a person could forget. A person walks into shul one Shabbos morning with an umbrella, chances are somebody's going to tap, tap him on the shoulder and say, Shuldix, maybe she asked the Rav whether you're allowed to go ahead and do that or not. So, but I'll call upon him Hilchus Nidas because it's practiced betzina, and the only one who knows so, like Rabbi Cohen said, sometimes people didn't learn correctly, sometimes people were nervous, they were chasanim, sometimes people get mixed up, person has a baby, it falls out of practice, comes back in, and therefore, therefore, chazara is very, very important, and we will um, begin the chaz in a moment. I just want to say one more machshava. One machshava, we're talking about the Kedushim Klai Yisrael, the ability to say no. So I feel funny saying this in public, but I once heard of Vart, the Vart in the Siachas back of Chatzke Levenstein, um, maybe a clear V, so probably got, you know, altered a little bit in the process. But the Vart goes like this, that we all agree that the reason why we bring children to this world, we want to bring Elohim into this world, we want to bring Mekadshe Shemayim into this world. So Vos Epis, Vos Epis, that we bring children into the world the way we do. I think the suggestion, which I heard Revda said, that's in Kippur afternoon, when to Mincha and Nila, the couple should say certain prescribed capital of Tehillim, and then would come out the next God Ladar, the next Chashvatam Chacham, the next Erlucha Balabayis. Why do we create children the way that we do? So Rukhaskal said that if you look through the Torah Pashat, which Taiva is out of control since Bria Sa'ilam, it's definitely the Taiva of Noshim, the Yarbane Alakimis Bene Sa'adam, and then you go on to Nayak and to Sarah and to Rivka. 
Shem, Eishas Petifar, Halabas Techayin, the Ramban says, is Luznos, B'nai Shitim, and the world that we live in is Mamish Moli V'Godosh. I think it's almost a fair statement to say that there's Kamat, no guy on this planet who knows how to control himself with somebody else's wife. Yungman lives Bikdusha with his wife, exercises self-control, and then after two weeks of Isser, that uh, they, they get together, and each one worries about the other one, each one worries that the other one should have the maximum benefits and the maximum closeness from the relationship. If a person wants to bring a child into this world, which has the ability to live above Olam Hazeh, the only way to do so is to go ahead and for the parents themselves to live, Eilam, live above Olam Hazeh. The child comes from the mice of the parents. You want a child who's not going to be dragged down by everything we see on the streets. We want a child who's going to be able to rise above, a child who's going to be able to say no. It's brought into this world by parents who have the ability to say no. And parents who, after they said no for two weeks, instead of living selfishly, they live selflessly, each one worrying about the, 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 worrying about the other, that brings into the world a child which has the ability to rise above Olam Hazeh. The first step, as we mentioned, is Hilchas Nida. So let us begin, and we're going to do a, a brief um, Chazara of Hilchas Nida. The Mechaber in Simon Kufpe Gimel starts off. Isha Shayotza Dam Mimikaira, a woman who Dam comes out of her Makar, Bain Ba'inis, Bain Ba'rotzen. Now we can't translate Ainus and Rotzen by mistake and on purpose like we generally do. So the Taz helps us out and he says Ba'rotzen means natural, Kifitava Ha'isha Machmas Atzma, and Ainus means something unusual happened. A Kfitza, she did something unusual, she took airplane flights. But for any reason that woman leaves, the dam leaves the makar of a woman, she is Tameh, for who should Targish Midda there is a tonight that she has to feel the dam leaving the makar, and only when she feels the dam leaving the makar, then she is Tameh Midda The Mechabah goes on to say that this is, she's Tameh, even if the blood actually never left her body even if the blood is still in the canal, then she would still be tummy with that blood, which is why we make medicus in the blood, in the, in the canal. And the goes right, I feel like Ross, I'll keep us down, Kachardo, even if she's a mashu dam, Yeshevus, a love, Shemenikim. Basically, any dam which comes from the makar, from the uterus, is tummy. Mid the Araisa, a woman is only tummy if she has a hargosha, if she has certain sensations which allow us, which, which, when the dam leaves the makar, and once she sees dam, with her gosha, even a mashu dam, she is tameh. Chazal regezer, that if a woman sees dam without her gosha, she's also tameh. That is commonly referred to as a kesem. If a woman sees a kesem, she is tameh. A woman is only tameh with a kesem if five conditions are met. The kesem is the size of a gris, it's the size of a, a penny, the beget is white, the beget is makabatuma. there's no other explanation where the dam could have come from, and it's a place on her body or on her clothing that physically it could have come from the mikar, physically it could have come from the uterus. 
So basically, we'll get back to this in a few minutes. But dam with Hargosha is Tomei Midaraisa, and dam without Hargosha is Tomei Midarabona. Now, the question is how do you know if a woman has Hargosha or not? So, in the times of Chazal, it's very simple. You asked her. And she said she had one. And then she had one. If she said she didn't, she didn't. The place in the last few hundred years point out that our Noshim do not exactly know what Hargosha is. And therefore, the place give came out with a formula, so to say. And the formula basically goes like this, that if the woman sees her monthly cycle, so then we assume that the dam came with a hargasha, and therefore she is tame, even if it's on color, even if it's on something, pads which are not makabal tuma, etc., etc. Because if it came with her monthly cycle, we assume it came with a hargasha. However, if she stam finds a stain on her begadim, she stopped finds a stain on her begotten. So then we assume that it came without a hargasha. And then if the begot is colored, so then there is no halachic problem. And that's a kesem, enam kabel tzuma. That's where we have the kudos of some. So most of the time, it's very simple. If it's a monthly cycle, we assume it came with hargasha. And when we're talking here, no matter what, if it's not a monthly cycle, it's just a stain here and there. So then we apply the five tzunayim, colored, enam kabel tzuma, Etc., and then very likely she will not be tummy. The problem is that there are times in a woman's life that she will have something which is difficult to tell whether it is a full period or not. This is common when a woman is nursing, it could happen when a woman is pregnant, it happens women who break through, have breakthrough bleeding on birth control, and it also happens on women who have the hormonal IUDs. So sometimes the hormonal IUDs will totally stop the period, and sometimes the hormonal IUDs will make lighter periods. Now, basically, we've created a halakhic concept without halakhic literature. In other words, most sugyas, Moshe learns up a rajba, he learns up a taisvis, he has a shtickle tayr to say. Masha'enkin over here, we've created a new halakhic concept. If a woman has a period, we're going to ask her, even if it's uncolored. But on the other hand, um, we don't have a Taisus, we don't have a Rajba to go ahead and to learn up what's the, the Lundus, well, what's, what, what's the case, what is it? So this very much is totally on the Shimush of the Rav, passed down from his Rebbeim. We generally recommend that if a woman finds down the size of half a dollar bill, then she should um, contact her local Orthodox rabbi. That's basically the, 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 the rule of thumb. If she finds it on a colored garment, she finds it on a liner. Once she hits the point that we're holding at Be'erach the size of half a dollar bill, whether it happened in one day, took that amount of dam to go ahead and to, to, um, to, to fill over two, three days. But once a woman has that amount of dam, she generally should reach out because depending on what else is going on and how she's feeling and the consistency of what happened 30 days ago, etc., etc., at a certain point we might consider this to be a re'ia, we might be chayshfra and then even though it was technically uncolored and it was on, um, it was uncolored or it was on dog shamba we would still be matama here. But that's basically the story. Dab with hargosha is the raisa, and dab without hargosha is mutter. And sorry, it's a kesem. It depends on the on the kula saksamim. And this new invention called the period, we ask her without a, a known hargasha, and to the final period is difficult. Once a woman sees even ha- about half a dollar below the dam, then she should reach out to her rov. 
It's very important to point out, out that even if a woman finds a kesem, which is technically mutter, which is less than a ugris, or it's on a beged, which is makabal, not makabal tumma, we generally <coughs> recommend that the, cost, the, that the couple is perish from Tashmish for 24 hours. The Gemara asks, how does a person ever live with his wife? It's really playing a game of Russian roulette. If you're going to find Dami after Tashmish, they're going to come out that it was a Chiyav Chatos. So the Gemara says, he's an Aynas. Rashi says, Lehavalei la'asuke adaite. Lehavalei la'asuke adaite. He didn't come, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't know she has Cheskes Taira. Why should he assume so? If a woman is starting to stain, very often, we've had many horror stories that, that people have ignored these stains. Well, she usually sees 32 days, and now it's 27, 28 days. And then they're together, and then they find out that it's not, um, it, didn't, didn't, it didn't work out so well, etc. So generally speaking, if one finds a kesem, even if the kesem is a kesem tar, it is kedai to wait, um, to wait off for tashmish um, 24 hours, just to make sure it's not the beginning of a larger event. Now, if a, another case which comes up commonly is a woman who goes to a doctor. A woman who goes to a doctor and has certain gynecological procedures, so these procedures can render her a nida. And there's going to be two issues which have to be discussed. One issue is we have a klal ein psich sakever goloidam, which means that if the cervix is forced open, so then we have automatic halachic assumption that there is dam. And since there's an automatic halachic assumption that there is dam, so that would render her into a nida. The question is how much, how open does the cervix have to be be forced open in order to say Ramesha's shear is the shear of an etzbektana, the shear of a pinky. Um, it's kemat impossible without anesthesia to get something so thick into the uterus. So that, the, in, in, that's what today in America most places can go with Ramesha's shear of, of, of etzba. And therefore, it's kemat impossible to, to have a true psichasakever shayla. However, what certain gynecological procedures do involve taking um, down or lining off the endometrium and certain biopsies, certain polyp removals, and therefore it's important if a person goes to a doctor, a woman goes to a doctor, to find out what the doctor did and if there is, and find what the doctor did and then take it from there. All routine gynecological examples, the yearly checkups the women have, are not a shayla, a pap smear does not go deep enough. Even if a woman sees a little bit of dam after a pap smear, she would still be tar. Although not all pap smears make dam, but 98% of dam found after pap smears is damaka, is dam from the canal, and therefore even if there's a little dam in the pap smear, that is not a shayla. All the regular, um, all the regular checkups that women do during a pregnancy um, are also not a shayla. There's a tool called the speculum. It's like a backward scissors a little bit, which holds the, the makam open for the doctor to be able to see inside. That sometimes can make a maka. It's not deep enough to go into the makar. A woman is not mechayiv to, to look when she goes to for, for a regular gynecological procedure. Um, if she finds dam, she should speak out to a rav. More often than not, it will be a damaka. 
more often than not. But if you know Chas Hashem something a little bit more serious, so then one has to um, one should find out what the doctor did and speak to the rav. And um, this applies even to a woman who's postmenopause. Also, the halacha epsichsa kevav leidam can also can also apply. And sometimes there's also a thin lining, and and that could also um, create a problem of of damnida. Putting in an IUD and taking out an IUD also can present nida issues. Taking out an IUD will render a woman a nida. There's not always a little bit of dam on the IUD since that dam came out from the Makar. So therefore that would render her into a nida. Putting in an IUD in and of itself does not make a woman into a nida. However, However, um, very often because of the change of environment in the uterus, a woman will start to either stain or to bleed, etc. Generally speaking, we recommend that when a woman puts in an IUD, she should um, separate from her husband for 48 hours and um, see what happens. Some women will turn to a few full-fledged period, and some women it will just become summon, and some women will be nothing after 48 hours then one should speak to their local Orthodox rabbi. And again, any, if, if a woman has any of these sort of mid-cycle um, events, any of these mid-cycle events, the general recommendation is that for when they start, one should be Pairish Misafik and save the paraphernalia. In other words, whether one is having begadim or pads or, um, or liners, you know, until this thing, you know, save them. Because, um, one of, you know, the, 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 you bring it to the Rav, the Rav will look at them, and the Rav, based on his shimush, will, 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 will paskin whether there's enough dam for it to be a period or not to be a period. If the woman doesn't save the stuff, right? If the woman doesn't save, save the stuff, so then one has very little ideas of what actually transpired. So if you don't know what happened, it's very hard to paskin on what you don't know. And, you know, different people have different levels of, of your shemayim and of comfort. You know, sometimes you can have a woman who will tell you that, that she soaked up um, seven liners, but she's more on the mufonekes type, and there's even a mash who there, she changes it, right? And then you can have a woman who's saying she's wearing the same liner for three days, right? And, and, and there's, there's, um, there's a tremendous, tremendous rebuy of them. So again, one has to, one, you know, the, the best way is, you know, again, one of the miles of having um, a, a Rav who you're comfortable with, as opposed to using a, a general base Hira, is that, you know, a little bit, um, a little bit who's your nervous consumers and who's, who's, who's your not, um, who, who's not, who's your not nervous consumer. I had an interesting story in the, in the, in the base Hira that a woman called up and she had a certain, she had like a, a, like a European accent and a very high, strong voice. And she was asking um, some kasha shilas, which were clearly on the more nervous, um, more, more on the more nervous um, side, right? Mamish come out making yesh me'ayin. And um, okay, so we, we took care of her, right? And then like two days later, she called with um, some chatzitza shilas, right? And she had a very distinct voice, and the way she was saying the Shiloh was very difficult to be makele. But again, you don't know who you're talking to. 
but she had a very distinct voice. I said to her, did you call like two days ago about your supper? She says, oh, the Rav remembers me? So we, after that, so we went through the Shail again, and we tried to convince her that it wasn't exactly as she, she saw it, and the dam wasn't so much, and the Kassim, and, and the Chatzitza wasn't so big, and Baruch Hashem, we were able to help her out. Right now, if she would have had a, a regular rub, the rub would know right away. Like, you know what I'm saying? Different people had different levels of upbringing and Osidinus you know, and Yerushimayim, et cetera. And, and sticking to one rub is always a very good idea. But we beg everybody, save the begodim, save the begodim, save the, save the, 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 the ksamim, right? This is what the, this is what the, the rabbanim do. And I don't want to just share a trade secret with the Olam. One of the challenges of being a Rav is that when the person calls up like a week later, like it's almost insulting that they think that you don't remember. Right? They think that, you know, they, 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 this is their Hilchazid, it's very important to them. And, and they don't remember that the Rav is, that, 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 that sometimes people get insulted that, that the Rav doesn't remember what you spoke to them about last week because you spoke to so many people in the middle. Right? Especially the Baruch Hashem Lakewood volume is... Um, Lake, Lake, Lakewood volume is Lakewood volume. I'm saying it's like you know we have um, you know we we have I think we have the highest amount of young couples per capita in in, in the world, right? Except for Safer. but but so 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 Alkopanim when people feel embarrassed to, to bring things to the rov, right? We, we hate to break it to the Elam, but we, we usually generally don't remember, right? <laughs> right? Okay. You know, I, I, okay, so that's basically Dab with Hagosha, Dab with Adagosha. And as we know, there are three things that a woman can do which we consider to be a Suffolk Daraisa because we say that maybe the, what she felt something in that area. She doesn't know what she felt. The woman finds Dab immediately after Tashmish on women right after Tashmish. So then that would be a problem even with even a little bit, even less than a gris. If a woman finds Dab on a Vedika cloth, every Masha on a Vedika cloth is a problem person should show the cloth to the Rav if they have any suffix. And um, again, if a woman wipes herself after going to the bathroom, you have to urinate, you have to go to the bathroom for Ketanim, if she wipes herself within 4 to 10 seconds from the actual um, passing of the water, so then the, 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 any dam found on the tissue would be treated as a suffix deraisa because of the Hargosha of Meraglayim, and therefore the general recommendation is that wait, right? There's two biggest things wait and don't look, right? Wait, a woman has to train herself to wait. Wait four to ten seconds, right? I tell the woman four to ten seconds without putting a stopwatch into the bathrooms. I tell, 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 tell the woman when they finish urinating, count to three and then pick up the tissue. If she counts to three and then picks up the tissue, then any dime she finds on that tissue will be only a shayla of a kasem, a little bit of blood in the toilet, not enough to change the water to red. Also has the Allah of a kasem, the water is not a kabotoma. <coughs> that would also um, that would also not not be a not, that would also not be a problem. About the most foolish thing that a woman could do is to try to figure out what's doing with her. To take a tissue and put it exactly by Usamakim to try to figure out what her status is. She's making herself more halachic problems than she's gaining. She can find down on the tissue. We, the shear of a gris does not apply to a touching to a mokim. And therefore, we tell women, don't wear white, don't wear black. Wear a beged, which you could see what color, what's going on with the beged. 
don't wear white, don't wear black, and don't look in the basic kisei. Don't look at tissues, don't look at the toilets, but don't wear, wear beged, don't, should the beged should not be white, the beged should not be black, and then um, don't the beged should not be white, the beged should not be black, and um, then when the woman goes to the bathroom, she can look at her begotten, she'll know exactly what her status is, she'll know if she's safe, she'll know if she's unsafe, but one should very clearly avoid looking at tissues and looking in the base akise. The downside of wearing very dark begotten is this problem. A woman calls up, it's 11 o'clock at night, she wants to live with her husband, and her baguette is soaked. But she doesn't know if um, she doesn't know if the beged is if, if if what she found on a beged is a regular um, is a regular mucus or regular you know something, or is it damp? If she can't tell what color it is, the rough also can't tell what color it is, right? So therefore, if she's wearing something a little bit lighter, then then we can we we, we can um, help her out. Rashi Bik used to say that there's three types of shadows people ask her of. Sometimes they ask, they don't know the halacha. So that's what the Rav gets paid for. He said, sometimes they ask the Rav, they know the halacha, but they don't know what happened. Was it Ben Yemai? Wasn't it Ben Yemai? So he says, that's the Rav's Lefnimi Shuris Adin. Right? That's the Rav's Lefnimi Shuris Adin. The Rav should try to pass the Shalos also. He says, sometimes the customer and the Rav knows exactly the same amount. But the customer wants the Rav to go to Gehenim instead of them. <laughs> so he said... So Rashi said that that's a Rav Shaduk, right? So I'll call upon him, right? I'll call upon him that uh, so, so um, if it's not white and not black, then we know what's going on. Also, it's a common thing, especially with little children around, that a woman is wearing a white slip or a white skirt, and then she calls up and she found the kasem on her skirt, right? So you don't want to not be a great mathematician. If her begotten and her undergarments are clean, it didn't come from her. It came from the outside. Well, I'm wearing black. Okay, so now it's now bring, bring, bring it to the rub. A lot of times the rub could tell whether it looks like them, doesn't look like them. Party patchka, right? Wear a color that, wear a color which is not, which one could see what color one's wearing, and then you'll solve a lot of Agnes Nefesh. Also, on the other hand, the light pastel colors fade. Light pastel colors fade. We had many times we unfortunately had to ask a woman who was, came with a Kesem on what used to be Tzavua, when her mother bought it from when she was a Kala. Ten years earlier, it was Tzavua, but after multiple times through the washing machine, and pastels do fade. So again, you want to wear, you want to wear, um, you, 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 you want to wear, um, you want to wear something which is not white, not black, look at the garden, don't look at the basic kisei, and don't look at, don't look at the basic kisei, and don't look at <coughs> tissues, and and don't, and don't look at tissues, and that will get a person through life um, successfully. My <coughs> wife was in Walmart with a kala, and um, she, she, picked, she picked up a, a, a bag of, of begadim, and she asked the, the woman at Walmart, um, do you mind if I open up one of the packages? So, it's Walmart and Lakewood. So the, the Schwarzer said to her, oh, you want to know if there's a white crotch? Okay, I'll show you the ones without, right? So, you know, everything that's available today, Baruch Hashem, and I should um, renew their stocks, and it will, um, and it will work out good. Um, okay, so that's basically the story. The other thing very important to mention is a woman who has a chronal salon of miscarriage, so if there was a heartbeat, so then, or it's past um, 8, 10, 12 weeks, so then um, she has a lochum on my palace. On my palace has to wait 14 days 
from when she actually has the DNC or when she actually passes the 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 embryo, whatever whatever it's it, whatever it is. Which means instead of the regular five and seven, she would need seven and seven. The big nafkamina is also besides for that, usually tefillah belayla. This is a woman's table at night is only darabanan. The bats only darabanan, so we use earlier zmanim if it's pesach night by the shviga, so then we can you know maybe back up to twenty twenty five minutes after the shkia. Mashiachin and mapelas who goes to the mikvah on leil tezvav on the fifteenth night, so midaraisa she needs seven full days. So as Mam Shashila, oh, you, you need whatever you keep for whatever you keep for um, what you need you need whatever you keep for um, for Matzah Shabbos. So since you need so therefore if a lady's going to Lel Tazvav, she would need a full fifty or seventy-two. There would be no makam, even even a makam tzerech to go to the mikvah earlier. And that's something which one has to keep in mind. Before the DNCs are so common, women who just bled it out usually lasted longer. But but today with the DNCs, very often she's ready to go to the mikvah earlier if there was a heartbeat. Or the, the doctor tells you that it lasted officially the shares 40 days past the mikvah. Right? The doctor's not 100% right. No, so it's a heartbeat. Okay, it's a shiloh. But if a person gets to a certain point, eight, nine, ten weeks, so then, um, so then, um, she'd have Lachma Palace, she'd have to wait seven and seven and go to the mikvah dafka at night. Uh, when a person drops a dika by a rub, it's because I had to point out that the answer is only going to be as good as the question. Um, most rabbanim um, do not have Ruach HaKadosh. That's the that's the real uh, they're not in the view, right? They try the best, the Dam Tasyatashmaya, right? If it's a Rav who you know, it's probably Kadai for you to identify yourself to the Rav. He'll know he'll know who he's talking to. And say when a person goes to the doctor, they tell all the symptoms, then one should tell the whole the whole story. Um Bidika's general should be dry they they do better if they draw it. Right, and then it'll stick to, to everything around and make you know, the tissues on top, and then you have to stop peeling over. But we usually recommend the person should open a drawer, put a tissue down in the drawer, put it on the drawer, let it dry over there, and that way you'll get one concise shayla. If it looks good to the woman, there's no reason to store it. She take it, she can look at it, and she could, um, she could, she could, um, she could throw in the garbage. Um, it's not good to remove stuff from the bedik cloth yourself. If you drop, if the rub has envelope drop off, you should mark clearly on the envelope how many vidikas are in the envelope. We've had several horror stories that the woman thinks she put them all in, right? And, you know, so we're trained, we're trained that whenever, you know, today we live in a texting world, so the, the, the fellow puts the, puts, the, puts the envelope in the mailbox and, um, and the rub texts back. So we are fully trained to always text back how many vidikas we got, right? How many dikas we got, and um, not always does it stim with with what the person um, either thinks they left. Sometimes two some gives a whole kit, so then sometimes they'll stick together, right? It could be the rose mistake, it could be the woman's mistake, but but again, this way you avoid um, prob- problems later. A woman should not be embarrassed to um, to to send a beggar to the rub. There are those who try to cut them up and then spray them with perfume and all sorts of other. Um, other zachin, it's a Take it, have a look at it, and um, get it back. And there's no reason. There's no reason. And again, if a person um, a person has a asked a child before, they should ask it again. And if there was pain associated with the bdika, it's kedai to mention it to the rav. Um, okay. So once a woman is aser, so then tashkas is also the sakaris. Any nigiyah shalchiba. 
Any Megiba Shochiba is Machlaikus the Raisa, the Rabbanon, Shach Paskins, that it is awesome with the Raisa, any Megiba, and then comes the Archakis, which we'll get to maybe either later today or maybe next time. The, there's, there's 18 Archakis, which were instituted. The Rosh says that Archakis are a trader for Yichud. Right? They're a trader for Yichud, Chazal Mata Yichud, and they um, ask about Archakis. If a person ever finds Archakis inconvenient, you should think for a moment that yichud, it's a Yichud would be much, much more inconvenient. So therefore, um, he's much more, he's, he's definitely um, ahead on, he's, he's, he's ahead on the deal. So we'll get to that in, in a few minutes, if time allows. Okay, so once a woman's usher, so then the entire process, right, first she has to count five days, then seven days, and then she's tabled. The five days are in order to make sure that she's not a paleta shechazera. Whenever I speak at Hilchas Nida, I always stress this point, because we, I, we, I've had more than once that people have come for fertility issues, and her problem was that she was counting five Nikim and then Shiva Nikim, right? She didn't understand. She thought they had to count five Nikim and seven Nikim. And how she's going to the mikvah, right? She um, had missed ovulation, and we once had one who was well, only six months after Chasana, but you know she was complaining that she was never mutter. Caliphate told her she's mutter for two weeks, and now she's mutter for barely a week, right? Right? So the five days and seven days are very different. The shivit seven days have to be Nikim. The seven days have to be Nikim. The five days do not. The Yusayi of the five days is that the same way Dam is Sayyidah Shiv Nikim, Hu Adin, a Pileta Shikhvazera, if a woman lives with her husband, and then the Shikhvazera comes out of her, Pileta Shikhvazera will be Sayyidah Shiv Nikim, but only when it is within 72 hours from when it left the husband's body. Any zera which comes out of a woman within 72 hours of when it left the husband's body, that, sh- that shikva zera will also ruin shivin akim. That's a sugi and shabbos, the shleisha yom for mantera, al tikshrol isha, is for the tumor of piletas shikva zera. 72 hours, um, it's, 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 she's a, she's a piletas, and Chazal instituted two gzeris midirabon. First, Chazal ate another day. They made it 96 hours, right? They, ate, they, they, they made it 96 hours. And then the other thing that Chazal said is, instead of counting from Tashmish, because then you're remembering backwards, you have to count from Isser. Don't count from Tashmish, count from Isser. Because if one's counting from Tashmish, we'll get a period on Tuesday, or when do we have Tashmish last? Okay, I think it was two hours ago, maybe it was one hour ago. You know, it's just room for mistake. The woman says, oh, now I'm Usser. Right? Now I'm usher. Now I'll start counting my, counting my 96 hours. Right? Now I'll start counting my 96 hours. So if you start counting, you start counting in 96 hours. So for, you go, going forwards, so then you will not make a mistake. Now, it was going to tie that 96 hours is four days, right? Not five days. Right? Basic math. Right? 96 divided by four is 20, right? It's 25 to horse four. The tariff says, you're right. If a lady will talk a seed down the moment of Shkia, so then she can manage to get 96 hours in the four days. But if she sees down 12 o'clock in the afternoon, right? So her 96 hours will be over, let's say, Sunday, 12 o'clock. So to Monday, to Tuesday, to Wednesday, to Thursday. So if she'll be pilot Thursday morning, she lost Thursday. So 96 hours will knock out five days, which is why there's five days, and why there's a mixayen kekulay on five days. Once more to Taina, very sharp for that... Ramesha has a chiddush. Right? When I had to say Lombus, but it brings out the point. Ramesha has a chiddush that Yin Kippur, Ramesha has a chiddush that Yin Kippur 
can count towards the five days. Because the Rebbe says the main thing is she has to be usher. I don't care why she's usher. She could be usher because of a vest. She could be usher because she's a kipper. The kipper counts for the five days, right? She kipper counts for the five days. It's printed shuva. So the shaila is, what's the case? What's the Rebbe talking about? If she saw down on your kipper, so your kipper is anyway part of the five days, right? And if she saw down matzi and kipper, then how can you keep me part of the five days? Right? What's the case? What's the tzir? What's the Rebbe talking about? Right? So I went to the Taina, and then I read it by Shlomo Miller. He said that he said, Taka, her from Rachel. I was right, Sweden. He said, like this It's talking about the lady who saw on your Right? But your kipper counts as two. What do I mean, kipper counts as two? Because when does the woman become also in kipper? She comes also by the shkir, right? As soon as you get the stock, you come also by the shkir. Mimela, that's the case that we managed to get 96 hours into four days. Right? Right? That's the case that we managed to get 96 hours for four days. So therefore, that's what Mesha means, that you keep it and count, right? You keep it and count. Really, the truth of the matter is that, that it's not such a big law of the Shikotaya because she's also really from, uh, from when she bench lift a few minutes before the shkir. So anyway, you can count from then, according to Ramesh Shtikotayr. Okay, shame. But I'll go him. I'll try to make a point. But that's the story. The kids of the five days, the five days are, they, they, there's a mixer in Kekulay, and they do not have to be Nikiyam. And then in the afternoon of the fifth day, she will make a half tire, she makes a medika, one foot up, one foot down, puts a medika cloth on her index finger, pushes in as far as it goes, spins it around one foot rotation, and that is, um, she makes a medika, and then, she should make a mechdachuk, right? If she's not going to scratch herself, won't ask a rub. If it creates difficulties, then she puts a dikvot into Isamokim before the shkia, and she leaves it there until Tzayse Pechavim, whenever you hold Tzayse Pechavim is. She wears white begadim, and then she makes two bedikas a day, one morning and one afternoon, for the next, um, for the next seven days. For the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the next seven days. And the eighth night, she goes to the mikvah. Um, it's very important that the, to, re- to recognize that the same day of the week she makes Asitaira, that is the day of the week that she goes to the mikvah. My wife um, works in the mikvah, and um, every once in a while, we have a woman who, Rahman al counts like the Kusoi, she counts the Asitaira as day one. The day of Asitaira is day one, it's day pre. Right? Now, she's, if she makes Asitaira on Sunday afternoon, she'll go to the mikvah on Sunday night. That's basically the procedure. Five days, a Bidikas Asitaira, a Mechdachuk. Two big dicks a day. She wear, puts um, she puts white um, she she wears um, white undergarments throughout the Shivanikim. A bedika on day one and day seven are ma'akev. So the hefsik and one bedika on day one and one bedika on day seven are ma'akev. Now there is a um, famous chuva from the fam- famous ha'ara from Dogon Ravava that Dogon Ravava says that although if a woman does one and eight then she lost one and she has to start again from scratch. But if a woman to do one three and eight, one four and eight, the middle day will hold together her shivanakim. A woman who's scratchy or has difficulties making medikas for whatever reason, a rub will sometimes tell her to make a hefsik one and seven. The derechal will tell the woman to make a medikah in the middle. At least one medikah in the middle. She should make a medikah in the middle because if she makes a medikah in the middle, that way that will hold her together, right? That will hold her together so that, that, that even if she forgets on day seven, then she can still rescue the Shiva by making a medika on day eight. 
right? That was a thing, right? And as if a lady makes on one, so Sunday, so let's say Tuesdays day one, right? So she makes on Tuesday, and then the following Monday she's good. But she makes Tuesday, if she forgets, and she makes next week on Tuesday, then Tuesday next Tuesday comes day one, and she lost the week, right? However, if she makes a, um, if she made one in the middle, then Tuesday right, that will work. This is especially true. The element should recognize it's day seven of Shabbos. Because if a woman gets a beer badika on day seven, more likely than not she scratched herself. Right? More likely than not she scratched herself. And if she scratched herself, so I don't know what the system over here is upsake, but in Lakewood we have Bedekas. She goes to the Bedekas, Bedekas looks inside, the nurse looks inside, and the nurse sees that the dam came from a scratch. The nurse will then be able to make her badika, clean badika. The woman cannot see what she's doing. The nurse can, can see what she's doing. So therefore the nurse has a better angle than the woman to make a badika. And then she'll be able to go to the mikvah. That's very good, Sunday through Friday. On Shabbos, usually you can't get to the Bedekas, the Bedekas lights are off. How do you get to the Bedekas? How is she going to see what she's doing? Right? It's God's very interesting. The first one who mentions the Bedekas is the Marsham. Right? Is the Marsham. The, the, the invention of the flashlight was bare at the same time. Now, it's Kolzman, they didn't have a flashlight, which really is a bulb with a little reflector around it, which shoots the light in one direction. The Bedekas can't help you because the Bedekas can't see what's going on inside. It's only with the advent of the flashlight that, that, um, that Bedekas came into, into practice. So it was, it, one should always be mocked if they're doing two Bedekas to make one in the middle, but the fact that the seventh day is going to be Shabbos, right, they should be extra cautious to go ahead and to make a Bedeka in the middle. So again, it's five days, seven days, the Hefzik and two Bedekas on Ma'akav, it's eight to take it to, put a, to, make, to make a Bedeka in the middle, she wears white undergarments. There is a large discussion in the place about white sheets and white nightgowns. Again, one should do whatever their family minute gives, whatever your rov tells you to do. Shachanarach says white sheets have to be put into the bed. The mice our nashim sleep with tight undergarments, and therefore um, they sleep with tight undergarments, and therefore since they sleep with tight undergarments, so, so therefore the, the skin never comes in contact with the linen. There were place people pushed white sheets very strongly anyway, they felt that it's a minig. They felt that um, they felt that um, we have no guarantee that our daughters are going to go ahead and wear um, wear tight wear, wear tight um, wear, wear tight undergarments. An older woman told me that when she wanted to sign up for the Shema Shabbos Chavik Kadisha, so they came the, 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 they came knocking on her door, and they wanted to see her bedroom. They wanted to see her black. And they wanted to see the white sheets, and she and she 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 complained to me that her daughters use a crackpot. They don't even own a blach, and um, and white sheets also. Okay, whatever. But I'll call that. That's up. That every person is uh, is um, I guess white regardless. Whatever. But wants it to beds. I'll call That's um that's the that's that's that story. So five days, seven days, um, two dicks a day, one and seven and a half seconds ma'akiv, white sheets. White, white undergarments, white sheets, and we said always make a dick in the middle. That's basically the story of Shivanakim. There's one other thing which destroys Shivanakim, and that is Hesachadas. Hesachadas destroys Shivanakim. It means if a woman gives up hope, right? And the way you would solve that problem is never give up hope, right? Never give up hope. There's always bring it to the Rav, don't go down without a fight, right? Even if she's sure that it's no good, don't go down without a fight, show it to the Rav. Even if she's sure that her husband is not going to be, is not, her, her husband is not, not going to be around, you never know. We've had several stories 
that husbands have um, reappeared, or four times is over, that in the Russian Revolution of 1991, for those who remember, so um, there was um, some shluchim who were, in, were, who were in Russia, and the Americans called back their, their citizens at the time. And there was a woman who called um, who called her Forsheimer, and she asked her for Forsheimer, the husband's in, in, in Russia, and he's really not coming back until she, for three weeks, not coming back until she can, until she was getting, expects her next period, should she count. The Forsheimer said, you always count, you never know. But my citizens came back, American citizens came back, and she was table um, on time, her husband was, 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 was back in America. So I, I got the head of Misa, I learned from her Forsheimer, that there was um, a woman called me up, that her husband, they lived near Israel, the couple lived near Israel, and, um, and her husband was flying in for a sibling's chasana. And she wanted to know, should she count, should she not count, right? And I told her, for sure, he was, he was going the whole Russian Revolution, right? That the pshat is that you never know, count, always count, always do that again. So anyway, basically, the Mechotin, I think that her parents, who were a little bit wealthier than his parents, they came to the Hasana and, and they saw the son-in-law, and they didn't see their daughter and the Eneklach. I think the Eneklach probably bothered them more. But they didn't see the daughter and the Eneklach, and they decided to treat them, to fly them into America for Shabbat Shabbat So she came to America, and she was stable in America. So always count. We've had stories, people had, you know, they, even a regular Friday night, you know, well, next Friday night, uh, my, my sister's making a bar mitzvah in a hotel, so, so we're not, there's not going to be any mikvah, right? Right? I always say, count, count, always that account, right? You know, the, so a kid gets sick, you can't, you can't go, there's, there's a cancellation, things come up, always count, always count, right? After Shavonikim, she can put on college, that's like more bedikas, and they'll never make a hesachadas. Okay, the basic hafifa and tefillah we leave to the Nosh Mitzvah right? Basically, a woman prepares herself well. She makes sure there are no chatzitzas on her body. She combs her hair very well. Tchanas Ezra. And um, she cuts her nails. And um, right, that's basically, basically the procedure. Take, she take, the the, the minig is, is either to start by day, start by day and go through Ben Hashemashas, or to spend Be'erich an hour preparing for the mikvah, the old minig is to take a bath, Iker dinner of Adah, shower is enough, but the, the, the old minig is to take a bath, she washes herself very well, and she um, cuts her nails, brushes her teeth very well, flosses, combs her hair very well, and then she is table, the minig is to the table three times, table once, make a bracha, table a second time, then a lot of ladies say, you're off to Shemana Beis HaMikdash, there's a new minig that the ladies daven by the, daven in the mikvah, or everything is good. Um, when a woman comes home, she should um, say Tavalti, right? Before before she engages with her husband, Michal, she has to say, say over, or at least uh, say the word Tavalti, hand something into her hand in a Badafka Dika Ufen to say that the Chazaka has changed. Um, the Orchel Shulchan says that the Iker is that the husband has to know that she was table. So today, with all the text messaging, right? She has a text, I'm done, I'm finished. Right, so that will take place in the Tavalti. I tell the Ingalite that if she comes home and she forgets to say Tavalti instead of trying to remind her Lacha, you can ask her if the mikvah lady was nice to her. Right, you know, some other thing, you know, if the water was cold. Right, as long as you have some sort of idea that she was table, right, that, 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 that's enough. Um, a woman should not take a shower um, that night unless she has already had some interaction with her husband 
or else she dafka got shvitzi. She went from the mikvah to the chasana to a chasana. Even then, it's still more correct that she should hand something to her husband, touch her husband, and before she takes a shower, because they used to, so again, Shabbos. And that's basically the, the, the procedure. So she makes a chafifa and spends about an hour, take a bath, teeth, teeth here, combing here, it's Thomas Ezra, and, um, and then she's table three times. Um, the mini gisrol is to make, to remove even a miyach in the makbid, anything which is foreign, even if she's not makbid on it, the minig is to remove. That was instituted in order to upgrade Kedushas Yisrael. That was, you know, I, I tell the women sometimes that in the olden days, say we have text messaging, but in the olden days, a woman would see a rabbi twice in her life. She would see a rabbi by her chasna, the next time be by her levaya. Right? And she wants to make sure that her daughters um, keep Taras and Meshbacha properly. So if you're going to start telling people, well, it's Miyat HaMakbid and Miyat She'en HaMakbid and Midda Reisa, only Reif HaMakbid is Chaitis. Midda Rabbanon, Reif without Makbid, Mikmak without Reif, right? The, 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 whole, the whole to do, right? The, 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 the whole to do, right? You can end up with a problem. So very simple. Anything, take, remove anything foreign, whether it's loose, whether it's tight whether it makes you look pretty, whether it doesn't make you look pretty, anything far and removed, fartik. That's the minik, that's the minik, and therefore that's the minik Yisrael, and therefore it stops all, um, all confusion and all problems, and that's why Taras Yisrael, that's why, that's why Taras Mishpacha is passed down from generation to gener- from generation to generation, bishlei musay. Once a woman is table, so then, um, so then we go back to Ikra Din, once she comes home from the mikvah, as long as the miyat she'en a makbid, as long as the miyat she'en a makbid, then it's not a chatzitza. And um, I would say in the last 25 years or more, I probably sent only five or six women back to the mikvah, and they all did things which were very um, unsmart. Right? You know, the regular, reg- all the, all the Narish kite which the ladies call up with, are come from Yerushalayim, but the mice are there, there, not problems. A woman forgot to take off um, a contraceptive patch. A woman put on um, stick deodorant. A woman didn't shave under her arms, put on stick deodorant after, before she was table, and she created a, a total, complete um, mess. You know, they, they, these type of things. These, these type of things are, are, are the tzitzah problems, right? The woman didn't brush her teeth with chlal. Right, she she always got engaged. She's never never cash. Yeah, so alkopanim alkopanim. It, it's very very rare that we have a a, a true um, chatzitzah But that's basically the story. She prepares for about an hour, taking a bath. Right, there's a minute to shower in in, in the in, in the place where she's actually table. Then then she's table. The mikvah lady could be a, a great asset to her. Right, um, in Lakewood, they they, they they the ladies show the nails to the mikvah ladies. And you know, a lot of times they come home calmer, right? But by, by doing so, and um, then the table three times, table bracha table, and the table a third time, and she should say tavalti and or indicate that she's tar, and she should um, she should not um, take not, not take a shower until after she acts with her husband. Husband out of town, then then the next morning, then the next morning she could. Um, the next morning, she she could take a shower. So, common chatzitzah shaylas, but really, you know, casts, band aids, um, dental work, which is in the middle, it is probably our most common chatzitzah um, shayla. 
temporary crowns, temporary fillings, these type of zachen, which um, the place can basically hold after be there for 30 days. The woman goes to either 30 days either from the tefillah or 30 days total. Those are the, com- the common shadows. The, the other, you know, a little bit of dirt over here, a little bit over there, but the Eved, um, but the Eved is, is generally going to be, be okay. A woman going to the mikvah Friday night should make sure she's very comfortable with the way her nails came out before Shabbos, and she shouldn't look at them again on Shabbos. She's just going to get herself nervous, and that's, uh, that's not good day. Okay, so I guess this basically sums up the Tuma and Tyre process. And in Ms. Hashem, um, the things that we did not cover is Harchakis and some basic Vestas, so Mitzvah next time in two weeks from now, we'll start with um, we'll, we'll, we'll start with start we'll start with Hachakis, and and then we'll go on to Vestas. I just want to say one um, one one, one, um, one zach that um, one zach in in, in Shalom Bayis. Santa Zach, Tashis Mikates, Tashis Mikates. It's a very interesting pasuk. Okay. This is what such a shower for votes. I had to come just to hear this one. The, the, was at, at the end of Parish and the Cates, so they put the Gavia, right? They put the Yosef silver cup back into Binyamin's, um, back into Binyamin's um, sack. And then Menashe goes and chases them, bringing it back to the train. So the post is like this. The post says, Yosef told the person in charge of his house, told Menashe, go, gather, go run after the people, and you should reach up to them, you should say to them, why did you pay back bad instead of good? Okay? Now, the idea is, get them back, right? Tell them, come back, tell them a bunch of kind of them. Like he seems like like he gave Menasha a speech here. Why do you pay back bad for good? Why do you have to give him exact speech, exact <laughs> tell him exact nusach, what to say? So I want to share the end like this. You think about it for a second. This whole plan of sending Menasha to bring the Shrotan back was an extremely dangerous plan. Why is it a dangerous plan? We know that Shrotan were tremendously powerful. They were about to destroy the whole Mitzrayim. Right? They're about to destroy the whole Mitzrayim. They're already outside of the of the capital. They have everything they want. They have food. They have binyamin. They have shimon. They have everything they food. Everything they need. They're out of the city, and the KGB comes, and they say, Rabbi Sam, Shulik's but, but the head of the KGB really wants to talk to you because he's trying to frame you for a crime that you didn't do. Maybe you want to come back with us to the KGB headquarters and, and we, can, uh, we can work this out, right? <laughs> Why are they coming? Why are they coming? It's going to be a fight to the death. Somebody's going to get hurt. It's absolutely ridiculous for them to go back. So they'll start fighting. Maybe Menashe will get hurt. Maybe the Shrek will get hurt. What's the plan? How in the world is this going to work? How in the world is it going to work? Pasha, does, the Pasha Stone's going to get hurt. No, it's not a fair question. They don't have had this question. The bomb. No, I think it's a bomb Pasha. Right? Pasha, what's the plan? Pasha, Pasha doesn't make sense. Someone's going to get hurt, right? The Territ says that Yosef told the Shvatim that the Shvat told, told Menashe, you should know, the Shvatim have a weak point. There's a way to get them back without a shot. They have a weak point. Klal Yisrael, by its very nature, 
is makir toiv. Yehudim is alshem haidah. We are makir toiv. We are makir toiv. That's what we are. We are makir toiv. If you go ahead and tell them and accuse them of stealing, they're going to kill you. But if you tell them that you should know if the head of the KGB holds that you weren't properly makatev. One second, it's a whole different world. Hakaras that's who we are. Hakaras that, 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 that that's our definition. For Hakaras Tev, they can go back to the KGB headquarters. And therefore, the Yesu told Menashe, Leich Vamartale, and tell him the Yatsi these words, Lomo Shilamtem Rav Tachteva. Accuse them of Sarna Karas Tev, and they'll come back like a bunch of Tatach. That's, I think, partial travel here. That's the Yesu. That, 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 that's Kla Yisrael. Person wants to go ahead and exercise his akarasatayv muscles, right? The, your wife is probably the best way to go ahead. You know, person has to exercise various muscles. You do some different ways. Person goes ahead and um, and exercises akarasatayv muscles, right? So the anshe bias is usually the the, the 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 best place to go ahead and to exercise the the the, the muscles. I once tainted that um, control for saying this. That uh, before someone says something sharp to their wife, they, they should think about what what would they say if they hear their son-in-law say it to their daughter. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I'll call upon him. I'll call upon him that that's Klal Yisrael Hakaras Natayv, and um, and that that's who we are. And Baruch Hashem, we gathered to kedusha Yisrael and Halavai Vaita and the Elon Tachshim at Sliach, and we should not make a chizuk in the kedusha and the Tayv. Said, um, yeah, no, 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 no